Hello and welcome to Between the Mountains podcast with me, Chris, and today we welcome Stevie G from Destinations Beyond Expectations podcast, which is a really fun session, just chatting about his outdoor experience moving from the European Alps through to Florida and exploring the rest of the US too, so I really hope you enjoy it. If you do enjoy it, then please feel free to subscribe and follow, but just as importantly, go and check out his podcast too. And feel free to follow there. I really like it. It's a great level of production, great level of quality. Go check it out. But otherwise, I will see you on the other side of this. Let's get straight into it. So, hello. We've got Stevie G here from Destinations Beyond Expectations podcast. How are you doing today? Hey, Chris. I'm great. Thank you for having me on the show. You know, I listen to a couple of uh, your episodes and I don't probably don't have the Instagram uh, presence of Chloe and uh, <laughs> but you know what I'm gonna do my best to be a great guest on your show so thanks for having me on well I appreciate it greatly um, I'm sure I'm sure we're gonna have fun especially when we're talking about the outdoors and specifically as well the Alps which are as a European are quite a nice thing for me to talk about too so um, but yeah no thank you for thank you for coming on so Let's hear a bit more about yourself. Uh, specifically, we're going to be talking about the outdoors. As an overview, how has your outdoors experience been? It's really great. So I, a little background about myself. Um, I grew up to a family that really valued the outdoors, traveling, hiking, exploring, getting out there. So I was very fortunate to grow up in a family where like, family vacations were huge for us. And that's not always the case. For a lot of families, especially, you know, busy families nowadays, two parents working, things like that. It's not always easy to get out and um, explore. But my, my parents really valued that. So from a young age, I was exposed to like hiking different places, um, traveling different places, experiencing new things. And I'm really grateful for my parents for allowing me to get that exposure. Yeah. For sure. It's an important part of your upbringing. I think most people can relate an interest they have today to something that happened in their childhood. So, yeah, right. super important. it's almost Norwegian, <laughs> an almost Norwegian upbringing you've had there with such a focus on the outdoors as a kid. Yeah. In Norway. Oh, my gosh. I got to get to Norway at some point. Haven't been there yet, but I want to go for I sure. I really recommend it. Yeah, I really yeah. recommend it. I, I'm, I'm due to explore it a little later this year with a road trip around the West Fjords um, uh, and a little time spent in Oslo. It, it, it is drop dead gorgeous. Yeah, got to get there. Amazing. So, yeah. So I mean, start starting off in Europe, which is a good place to start. We're going to move east to west today, I think. Um, the Alps. Perfect. So you've got quite quite a bit of experience hiking the Alps, then. Yeah. So my mom, you know, she was she was born not far from the Alps, um, in a a region of a beautiful region of Germany near Lake Constance or Bodensee as they call it um, in Germany. And um, that lake actually sits on the border of Germany, Austria and Switzerland. So they all have a share of that lake and it's, it's unique and, you know, just a short drive can take you to some amazing views and mountains and hiking experiences. So, yeah, I mean, since I was young, I, I got to, you know, grow up and, take some amazing hikes on the mountains in that area. Yeah, for sure. And in different countries as well, which is nice because you can just tick them off easily and they all speak German. So Right. And it's interesting because they're, 
there is a, a cultural difference, um, even though there's super close proximity to countries, um, there are certain little differences, especially the dialect can change greatly and mm-hmm. within just mm-hmm. like an hour, two hours drive. Um, but the Swiss Alps, the Austrian Alps, the, the Southern German Alp region is just incredible. And they all look the same. Cause I, I, was, I was about to ask, did you have a favorite region? But I mean, really, the, the, the Swiss Alps, the, the, the French Alps, German Alps, they, they're all the same, really the same massive. They're all just stunningly gorgeous. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Great Instagram opportunities for pictures and stuff like that. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it's neat because, you know, it's a range. So it's relatively like the same time. They're all the same age, all those mountains. So it's the same kind of feel when you're when you're going and mm. and just being on top of one of those mountains. It's just so freeing for the mind. Yeah, for sure. And thinking back to hiking in the mall, is there a, a first highlight for you, a, a particular place you went? Uh, and if so, talk us through it. That's a great question. You know, they, to be honest with you, they all, they all kind of, because I started young when I was, you know, a wee boy, um, they, they, <laughs> they all kind of blend together in a way, you know? Um, yeah. so I don't, I don't have a first memory. I don't think of the mountains. Um, but every time I go back, it's always a connection with a feeling that I can remember since I was young you know, a feeling of being free of having an open mind and just like, it's hard, it's hard to describe a little bit, but it's, it's, um, it's certainly a feeling that comes back every time I go. And I've, I remember feeling that since I was young. Yeah. Well, it's, it's that good level of disconnect I find, isn't it? It's when there's a mixture. I always think back to, have you seen the last samurai with Tom Cruise? No, I haven't. Okay, really good movie. Um, and there's a bit where he's trying to learn um, learn the samurai way, and he, and he keeps messing up. Um, and and the bloke the bloke says, "You have too many mind. You know, you have you know, you think you know, basically says you're thinking about this, you're thinking about that." He says, "No mind." Um, and then he just clears his head, and he and he nails this choreograph. <laughs> and, um, okay. I always think back to that as as the primary thing. It's kind of like no mind. You can just disconnect when you're hiking the mountains. But also, I find that you can reconnect in the mountains. There's also times where you are thinking about everything, but you need that epiphany time. Uh, Do uh, do you get the same feeling? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like you're saying, it's just great to disconnect. It's almost like an outer body. It's like, you're not there almost. It's like, you're, you're, Mm. you're in a totally new spirit, a totally new place. And it's great because it gives you different perspectives, I think. Um, You know, physically you're at a different point than the flat ground that you're used to. And so it's almost like you have a new perspective on what you see and what you, it's, it's, a, it's a great place to think about things that you, you might not have the chance to think about all the time in life because you're, mm. you're busy, you're doing that. You know, we all work jobs, we're all on the run, constantly going, and we don't have this time to, to really step back and, and, and just just think, you know? Yeah, and increasingly so as you get older too. Uh, um, not not just because you have more responsibilities, but also uh, for our ages. You know, when we were kids, internet really wasn't a thing. Facebook definitely wasn't a thing. Right. <laughs> and, um, and so, sure, you have you know, you know, you, your mum and dad might have the nine to five to worry about, but you could go away and just disconnect from that. Maybe some family issues. And now it seems 
um, you know, you, we're, we're both podcasters. I'm not sure about you, but I still got a day job. So I've got, yeah, I've got friends. I've got a daughter. I've got a day job. I've got a podcast, and 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 all these other things that the internet allows you to connect with. But that's still a lot of input. So it's more important now, I think, to to get out there and do some hiking. Yeah, hundred percent. And even to the point that you're making, where you know, as you get older, yeah, you're 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 doing more things. But I would argue, you know, now even for and I probably sound like such a boomer, um, but like <laughs> kids are always on their phones. Like really everything's going digitally and everything's on screens. Yeah. And, you know, it's super common to walk in a room and people have their heads down looking at their phones and mm. maybe they're scrolling through mountain pictures, but they're not actually there experiencing it. And there's something mm. to be said about actually going to a place. And it's, Yeah. Well, it's a similar note as well. Um, I mean, if, uh, wait, I suppose it's important to note that the phone does so much. I think specifically it's when they're, you know, at a group gathering and they're just texting other people. That That's what bugs me the most. It's more like around here, like you hear older people talking about how much more they did when they were a kid, how they actually got to go out and explore the woods and things like that. And, you know, they, they sound old, I guess, sometimes, but they're like, yeah, you kids don't know what it was like to explore the woods. And, <laughs> but it's, 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 they, they actually do have a point because, I mean, it's much more intriguing for many kids to play a video game than to go out and play soccer or, some, or football or something, you know? Yeah. Like it's the technology it, is readily available. Right, exactly. But, and, and it's fine. It's great. Technology is fantastic, but don't let that take away from, a moment where you can go out and explore and whether that be hiking mm. a mountain, you know, visiting a forest, whatever, whatever floats your boat. Like don't, don't let technology override your life to where you don't find that stuff necessary. Yeah, for sure. And I think a lot of it comes down to discipline too. I mean, it's all good saying, get out there and, and go do it. But the, the same people in lockdown, for instance, who are sharing images of Bali and going, wow, I wish I was here. God, lockdown. A lot of those people are still the same people who every single Saturday will spend a hundred pounds in the same club, arguing with the same people, kissing the same people, <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, you know, I used to work behind a bar in a town and so many of those people want to travel, but they're, they're trapped doing the same thing all the time. So I think a lot of it does take discipline to go out and go do it. And I think the, the European Alps, let's generalize it, the European Alps is a fantastic place to start to just yeah. disconnect. By all means, go back on your phone when you go out to normal life. You know, like the, the phone, you might have a language app. You might just have a lot of friends to talk to. You might always see the news on there. But the European app is a great, if you're in the Europe, of course, it's expensive in the US, but mm -hmm. um, it's a great place to start and just get a flight somewhere and just go explore and just go hiking. 100% yeah. agree. Yeah. So we've got a few early, early life memories in the European Alps. Now let's move to somewhere that you know distinctly better, which is your home state, which is Florida. So it's it's really interesting. I'm on a mount, or I'm on a podcast that is called Between the Mountains, and probably the last place you would ever think of having a guest would be from Florida because it is very flat. Florida is very flat. We have some minor hills um, up if you go north in the state, um, but those are at, I mean those are hills baby hills um so, so there's really no like mountain mountains in florida but that doesn't mean that there's not great hiking opportunities um and outdoor opportunities that somebody could experience 
like where I'm from, there's, there's great springs around the area, natural springs that flow into rivers. And so it's quite popular for somebody to grab a kayak and go with your friends and kayak. And it's beautiful. And the nature that you see here is certainly unique, um, especially people from all over the world. You know, we're in uh, Disney World's backyard. So there's a lot. Yeah. It's very tourist driven. And sometimes the tourist will do these, you know, extra excursions or maybe explore something on their own. And they're just blown away when they see like the alligators, snakes and, you know, fish and the different wildlife and plant species that you can see on a simple hike or, or on a kayak. If you want to get on your kayak, it's mm. it's it's quite unique. The the wildlife that you can find here. Yeah. And you have got a national park, at least one there, right, in Florida. Yeah, the Ocala, we have a, a few. The Ocala National Forest is amazing. Yes. And you talk about great hiking. There's great hiking trails where you can, again, it's not like you're not on top there's of no anything. Elevation. There's yeah, no elevation, but that, that doesn't mean that it's not a great experience. You get to walk through what Florida is untouched, completely untouched. And it's, it's stunning. Um, they also have springs there as well and, and kayaking that you can do there as well. So, and, and um, camping, if anyone's into camping, it's a great place to do some camping. Mm. And also as well, that there's a book, which I've spoken about before on this podcast called Roaming America. It's by two people, uh, Red A and Matthew Harnell. Um, and it's in 2017 that one of their clients was doing a project and they ended up going to all at the time, 59 of the U.S. national parks. And, wow. uh, and they detail, they have photos from each place. They detail the basic information you need to know. So size, um, uh, best seasons to go. Um, and they talk about good trails to do. And then they have some inf written information, anecdotal information. And the ones of Florida just looked insane. And obviously the water's just so lovely and blue. And <laughs> you can really, you feel the sunshine in that book. But yeah, it's insane. Uh, kayaking in Florida is actually something on the list to do. <laughs> the big list Definitely to do. <laughs> recommend. Yeah. And the cool thing is too, you know, this, I'm not sure um, on your side of the world if natural springs are uh, occurring so often, but it's at least in the United States, it's Florida is a hot spot, which is weird because springs are always at a cool temperature and they never change, change temperature, but it's, it's a, it's a hot spot for springs. And so it's, mm. Clear water, you're going to see a lot of wildlife, like I said, and definitely would recommend it to anyone who likes kayaking or the outdoors. So in Iceland, which is a podcast that you've covered, so anyone listening who wants to hear more about that, definitely go and check that out. But in Iceland, yeah. when you're talking about hot springs, you can bring your bathing suit and go sit in it and chill and just relax. It doesn't have to be the Blue Lagoon. You could be driving around and if there's, if there's one there, then you can, you can just jump into it if it's not boiling your skin off. Um, right. Is that the same thing that we're going to expect in Florida? Could could I bring my swimming trunks and, and dive in? Yeah, so it's actually a little different. So they are actually hot springs, like heated hot springs. The ones in Ooh. Florida, they come they come out of the limestone and they're a, a cool temperature of somewhere in the 70s. Um, depending on where you go, it can vary from, from place to place. But it's neat because you can go there in the wintertime or you can go in there in the summertime. And it's going to be nice, cool, refreshing water that you can hop in and swim in. Oh, nice. So you can still get in it. But the temperatures are nice, though. That sounds like it's that perfect median temperature where you're either going to warm up or cool off. Yeah, it's good for those summer days because it's it can get toasty here in Florida. So, you know, you can head out to the springs, grab your trunks and go for a, for a dip in the springs. And it's just 
refreshing. And another cool thing is um, because of the same temperature every year, they're actually in certain seasons warmer than the ocean or some of the surrounding bodies of water. So manatees mm -hmm. will actually go to the springs and make the springs their home, which is just oh wow, so cool. Yeah, and you can actually go to the park and, and see like Blue Springs is a great place to see manatees. Um, and it's just, you're like, what are these giant mammals doing in the water? And it's just very, very <laughs> unique and very cool to see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think Florida is a, um, not that it's talked down, but I, I think the the monster giant that is Disney World, I think people forget just how much there is in Florida to go and do and see. Um, even if you're just a beach person, go to Miami. <laughs> but it's, sure, not, it's yeah. not just Mickey Mouse and, and fantastic roller coasters, which I've twice been lucky enough to to go to. It is. It's a little unfortunate because, like, obviously Disney and and the other theme parks are such a driver of our economy, and they're so important to us. But like, yeah, what you're exactly what you're saying. People don't realize quite often how much amazing opportunities that there are beyond Disney, and even. Orlando, there's actually a city of Orlando and it's it's actually north, a little north of where Disney is. But people think, yeah. you know, the castle is downtown Orlando, but there's an actual city of Orlando. It's just, it's interesting yeah. to live here, but yeah, definitely some cool yeah. opportunities outside of Disney. And for a city break, I do recommend exploring. To save money on the first, our first trip to Disney World, we actually stayed in Orlando. We stayed in a Best Western, um, just, just yeah. had good aircon, joining rooms, and uh, uh the uh, we rented a car actually so we drove to the car park and then used the tickets to do the tube like the, you know the disney world tubes around it's like it's like their own principality i think they could apply for principality and and, yeah. um, and be their own small country surely because they've got their oh, own definitely. their own train system their own boat system <laughs> yeah i know i believe that they're in they actually span over three counties in florida like the the, the land that disney owns is in I think it's in three counties it could be four um but yeah the their their footprint is massive and it really it's its own city yeah. disney's almost like its own town it's crazy so if you wanted to cool off from the heat of disney world i wanted to go back to that national forest whereabouts is that in florida on our map how far away from orlando we're flying in so if you go to orlando and uh make your way up north you go north and you stay stay not too far from the coast um, on the east side, a little bit south of mm -hmm. Jacksonville. Um, you'll find the Ocala National Forest. Yeah, it's a good drive. Nice. It's a beautiful. Even if you don't get out and explore the forest, just to drive through it is stunning, and there's a <laughs> chance that you might see black bear and and you know other wildlife as well. And that's nuts as well. That's something as I learn more and more on this podcast is in the UK. I don't have to worry about bears, you know, maybe if I'm walking through a field, I might, there might be a, a male cow, but a bull right. that might not like my presence, but that's about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's very interesting to, to hear all my American guests coming on and I will say about this, their experiences. Though, yeah. Yeah. Like Chloe's bears are different than my bears because the bears in Florida are, uh, they're primarily black bear and they're very small um, compared mm. to, and, and they're, in some regards, they're used to human activity. Um, mm. Whereas if you go to her neck of the woods, they're bigger and, and definitely something you should worry about more. But uh, yeah. Alberta, they're... Canada, Alaska. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're big boys. <laughs> they're not messing yeah, around. you don't want to mess with them. That's for sure. 
So apart from kayaking in the region, which I, I'm presuming as a state that is so low and has so much access to sea and rivers, you know, you could probably walk 10 meters and find another kayak rental shop, right? Uh, like when you're in the national parks or the, the state parks and near the beach and stuff like that, yeah, it's very common to find like rental shops. So we're not going to have any trouble with that. And we've got, a, we've got a forest walk as well. Is there anything else in Florida that we could be doing and exploring over there? I mean, the beaches are, are very nice as well. Um, yeah. You know, there's a lot of beaches that get ranked on different, you know, the best beach in the world or best beach in the States or things like that, because a lot of the communities really take care of their beaches and, and go out of their way to, to, you know, it's a tourist thing at the end of the day, but there's, it mm. doesn't mean that they're not beautiful and worth a visit. Um, and whether you're at the Panhandle, uh, which is like the northern part of the state, the Gulf Coast, which is on like the west part of the state, or the yeah. Atlantic Coast, um, it's beautiful. And one thing too that's neat is that there's actually different experiences when it comes to the the ocean that surrounds Florida. If you go to the Gulf Coast, you're going to get nice, calm waters, like smooth beaches. Um, mm -hmm. If you're more into surfing or you don't mind some waves, you go to the East Coast. So that's pretty neat. Yeah. That they're different in that respect. But I suppose you've got you've got a lot more momentum. <laughs> um, assuming that's how the sea works, you've got the massive Atlantic Ocean right there, whereas yeah. the Gulf, the Gulf is a is a, well a small Gulf um, that goes across to Mexico, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mexico, it's like Mexico, and it hugs the states of like Texas, Louisiana, a little bit of Alabama and Mississippi, and then Florida. Yeah, nice, nice. So we've explored the Alps uh, in Europe. We've explored Florida. You've also been lucky enough, um, to fortunate enough to to go to other places in the U.S. as well. Should we talk through some of those? Yeah, absolutely. Let's go for it. So I suppose the obvious one to start with is Yellowstone National Park. How, how was that? That was amazing. Again, that was looping back to the beginning of the podcast when I said my family was mm. very focused on you know getting us to travel. Um, they brought us to Yellowstone one summer and. Wow, it was, and we, and we, we, I'm not sure if road tripping is as big in Europe. I think it probably is, um, as it is in the United States, but we road tripped out there and that was quite far. I mean, that was a, took multiple days. It's Wyoming, isn't it? The Yellowstone? Yeah, Wyoming, primarily. And I think it touches a little bit of Montana as well, um, but primarily Wyoming. And absolutely, like, for a kid from Florida at the time to be exposed to that level of, wilderness and the amount of animals you saw it was just unreal like i remember we were in south dakota on our way over and we had to stop in the middle of the road because bison american bison were crossing the road as we were driving wow. and yeah it was just and they were like right next to your car you could hear them breathing it was just like oh, wow. amazing yeah and that was just so foreign to me like I've seen gators and things like that being from Florida, but a mm. huge bison like that, that was unreal for me to experience. Yeah, completely alien. And yeah. because the US is so big, you know, you, you do get that. You know, if you look at Europe, if you called that the US, or if you just called it the UK, for instance, then we'd have the same. We'd have the, you know, we could have people from Southwest, Southwest England driving down to, uh, you know, Switzerland and going, whoa, what are these huge rock faces but right. it's all different countries yeah the u.s is just so big you've got such an environmental change 
throughout the whole thing. Yeah, it's amazing. I actually, I, there's a road called I-10 um, that runs from Jacksonville, Florida, so the East Coast, a little north of Orlando, all the way out mm -hmm. to California. And um, wow. my brother, he's, he was stationed in the Navy, and he had bought a car. And right after he bought the car, he had orders to go to Japan. But he didn't want to give up his car. So I actually flew out there with my sister, and we didn't have much time. But we drove all the way from California to Florida on I-10 in just a couple days. And it was amazing to see the changes in, like, landscape and culture wow. in, in just a few days. It was amazing, yeah. Yeah, because you've got accent changes, food changes. Um, have you got much structural change? Do, do the cities themselves change in any way? Or is it all the same sort of high rises? Yeah, I would say they're mostly the same. I mean, the Western yeah. part of the United States is a little newer, um, just based on when things were constructed typically. But I would say yeah. they're, they're pretty much the same in structural. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've also got the, uh, the different states, uh, which is, I'm not heavily, no, don't know a lot about it. But over in the UK, it's fun to see the different states as far as food culture go. Uh, saying, yeah. you know, we've got the best hot sauce. And no, no, we've got the best hot sauce. We've got the best <laughs> burger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, awesome. yeah. I don't, I mean, I know Florida definitely has the best sweet tea. I'm just saying that. Um, I, other <laughs> things, I don't know. But yeah, it's, it is neat to, to, everyone has their own little stamp of, you know, what they take pride in. So that was cool to see. Well, it's awesome that sweet tea is your, is, is the pride there. <laughs> we know how to make, like, gay. we just, yeah, I, like, <laughs> It's different than the, so it's interesting because it's different than like sweet tea or iced tea in Europe because it's like, I know from my adventures in, in Germany, Austria, Switzerland, that area, it's very like yeah. flavored in, with like lemon or, or like raspberry iced tea. Um, here in, in the, like the Southern States, it's just like tea and sugar, but you have to, mm. there's something about it. We just do it the best here. I don't know what it is, but. <laughs> anyone out there come try it and and you could say i'm wrong or right but yeah well, i'll have to come back to florida and try it then because uh that's yeah. that's not something i indulged in the last time i was there <laughs> yeah perfect so yellowstone we, we talked about the drive there being stunning as far as being in yellowstone were there any specific hikes that you did or or anything activity wise that you did that that struck you or was it just a lovely beautiful scenic holiday we certainly did some hikes. Um, I don't. Rem I wish I knew. I was too young and to really remember, you know, what mm. the specific ones were. Um, but man, so stunning! What really stuck out to me is the amount of animals that you could see on a on a hike or even in your car. I remember we saw a, a mother bear and two cubs at one point. We saw moose, elk, um, bison, cool. of course. Um, yeah. coyotes, coyotes was an interesting one because they would trot up against your, like on the road, if you were driving, not too fast, they'd come up again, like near your car and you could tell that they, people feed them from time to time, which is a little bit of a shame, but, um, yeah, you saw coyotes, there's wolves in the park that I didn't see. Those are a little harder to see. Um, but even the basic things like bunnies and, and like, you know, little critters running around yeah. just in such abundance that you don't see especially if you're from a large city, it's just, it's like, whoa, this is different. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. The, the contrast is insane. Yeah, definitely. So as far as the rest of the US goes, any other highlights at all? Uh, the Camelback Mountain, I think was one you mentioned. Yeah, Camelback Mountain in Arizona near Phoenix. Um, that's a cool one. And that's not, 
it's not a super challenging hike. You know, most people could do it no problem. Um, what's unique about that one is it's you're in a desert essentially. Arizona is like a, a large desert, and so it's a it's mm-hmm. very dry. Make sure you bring water if you're gonna go, um, and stay hydrated. It's very easily it's very easy to get dehydrated on a hike like that. Um, but the views from the top are stunning, like really cool and and different because you're looking out and there's a bunch of sand and and you know it's it's not like white snow it's like brown sand and a different a different view than like most hikes people would take yeah a hot (laughs) lovely hike but the thing is that there's beauty in desert as well you know different types of sand dune deserts and you know i think joshua tree national park is also in a desert isn't it and that's yeah and and that's gorgeous (laughs) Yeah, I haven't been there yet. I, I need to go. But and and the unique thing about Camelback is, if you're somebody who's not super big into hiking, it's it's okay because you're in close proximity to a big city. So just take a little bit of time to maybe do this easy hike. It's not challenging at all. Um, and then go back and enjoy, you know, the what you like in a big city. So for sure. So before we move to some wrap-up questions, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about outdoors-wise with the U.S.? Yeah, sure. Like one of the, uh, I don't think I mentioned this to you. Um, One of the cool trips that my family did was all the way up to the East Coast. And we got to Maine, which is, if you look at a map of the continental United States, Maine's like all the way at the top corner. And um, we checked out a few parks there. And I think it's, Acadia or Arcadia? Acadia, maybe. National Park. Acadia, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it's again, stunning. And we camped out there as a family. And yeah, it was, that was a really great memory for me. For sure. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, the US just needs to be something I need to go back to. I, I think since the times I went, I've been to California to see friends. I've been to Utah on that same trip when I was a kid to see friends who moved there. Um, so I've been to the Salt Lake Plains. I've run, I've run for bloody ages, uh, and it's so flat I could still see Mum behind me. Um, yeah, yeah, like yeah, I've been to that region, and then I've been to Florida, um, and it's only since 2017, when I was bitten by that travel bug, like I mentioned before, um, have I really started to, to, to discover nature in all the different countries. And I didn't actually realize how much is in the U.S. So I need to go back. I need to go back, take these tips that you said and go back and explore in a different way, I think. I have not been to Utah yet, like you, um, but I know that people, enthusiasts who love hiking and outdoors, Utah is very, very high on their list because they have some amazing parks. And um, again, it's it's more of a dry climate, um, yeah. but there's interesting rock formations out there and things that almost look alien-like or like out of this world. And so people, mm. it's many it's times you have to get a park, permit. Yeah, and uh, Zion National Park is there. Yeah, as well. with Angels so, Fall hike or something with the with the with the chains you have to hold on to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I know a lot of for a lot of uh, parks and things, you need to actually apply to get a permit, and not everyone gets it because they want to mm. keep it preserved and things like that. So I know it's very coveted, and uh, a lot of enthusiasts, hiking enthusiasts, recommend it. Yeah, but the thing is, Yosemite, Zion, th- these really popular ones erosion is a very real thing you have to battle you know mm. letting for one day letting as many people in as you can will for the most part be okay but you do that 365 days a year and that is 
you know, there won't be a park <laughs> right. after a certain amount of time. So, yeah. So, and I'm yeah, totally on board with that. I think that's great. We should preserve, yeah. you know, our hikes to our, the land, to keep it the way it is. That's important. So, yeah. But And that's also another good tip as well for anyone who's not from the U.S. going to the U.S. is that it's you, it's not like other places. In the U.K., you can rock up to any national park, however you like. Um, right. And in the U.S., you know, do research ahead if you do need a permit of some sort because it's a very real thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to get caught finding something that you fell in love with, um, you know, doing some research for a, a trip. And then you get there and you realize, oh, no, I have to actually apply for a permit and get it. And yeah. so I can't do this. But with that said, if that does happen to you, I'm sure there's neat opportunities that you could find to uh, make up for that missed opportunity. Yeah, there's so much. And then maybe the next day you can go in with a permit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So I've got some rapid questions for you. So uh, the, the first one is to go back to your whole outdoors experience. And let's talk about the European Alps compared to the US. For you, how do they compare? That's a great question. Um, for me, going back to like hikes that I've done in Austria and Switzerland, you feel, first of all, I think you're a little higher, you know, physically you're a little higher mm -hmm. than many of the hikes that I've done here in the States. Um, so that's a different, physical perspective that you're having looking over the grounds and things like that. Yeah. Over in Europe, it's, it's hiking is a huge part of the culture. I mean, it's like, it's part of what they do. At least the places that I went in Europe and experienced it's, it's very much a part of you live in this region, being healthy and, and active is part of life where the United States is a little bit different. Um, there's definitely people who are fitness oriented and they value doing hikes and they value getting fresh air. Um, there's also people that don't see the value in that for whatever reason, maybe don't take care of their bodies, things like that. So on, on a more extreme, I guess a more challenging hike in Europe compared to the United States, I would say that you pass more people in Europe than you would pass in the United States. Um, oh, okay. On a casual hike in the United States, if you're going to do something easy, um, for example, there's a there's a place in North Georgia called Anna Ruby Falls that you can do a, a nice quick hike on if you want. And there's a longer path you can do a longer hike, um, but yeah. you see you see a wide variety of people. Whereas in Europe, I think you know being healthy and being fit is much more of the day to day lifestyle, and so you see more of those people and more people in general out enjoying a, a hike yeah for sure and at the time of recording at least i'm not sure about the us anymore but the uk were kind of still in lockdown and uh you're not meant to be overpopulating places but it did get me thinking if if you had one place all to yourself where would you go and why probably you know yellowstone that region of the country um yeah like the tetons and the, the grand tetons are not far from yellowstone either um so stunning and you could actually see the tetons from certain points around yellowstone so i did get to see them i didn't get to explore them that's a, a a mountain range with some sizable mountains and some really gorgeous hikes that you can take so i'd love to explore that more and just being out in yellowstone was freeing it was so surreal and you got to see so many animals and and it was like like wow this is so cool there's so much more than human life. It's like animal life, plant life really take over in Yellowstone. And 
I might change my answer actually because I won't change my answer, but I know it's on top of like well, a, I'll give a you two large... if you want. <laughs> no, no, I was just referring to you know it's on top of like a, I guess what would you call it like magma that's building up in the earth. So it's actually yeah. technically like a, it could erupt. So it's a little sketch in that way, but <laughs> life's too short to worry about that. So my I'm gonna stick with my answer of uh, like Wyoming. So. That's an inspiring answer and reason behind it. It is like it is overdue, and, they, and people talk about it all the time. Like you know, it could erupt while you're there, and if you're there, you're gone because it's the Earth is powerful. Don't don't question Mother Nature. So it will yeah. erupt one day, and, and that day is yet well, to be seen. I, I, I forget. I forget that you have volcanoes in America. I, I, just, I just I instantly just presume that all because in the in Europe we don't really have that. But even Mount St. Helens, that, that blew, um, as far volcano time-wise speaking, not long ago. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, definitely. Fortunately, yeah, there's none uh, near Florida, so I'm personally I'm good. But yeah, they're out there. <laughs> but it does it does make for a, a neat, you know, because the soil is typically very rich in those areas, and and um, so it makes for a neat nature um, hotspot near volcanoes. So it's it's definitely worth a visit. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And then the last question is, in all of your time outdoors and experiencing different cultures, different hikes with your family alone, driving a car down the I-10, um, yeah. is there one moment that you would love to relive? Yeah, and this is pretty recent. So I took a, a road trip up to Buffalo, New York, not too long ago to visit family. This was back in December before the uh, corona craziness hit. And... Um, mm. I had to be back home at a certain time. So I left Buffalo at 5 p.m. and drove through the night to, to get to North Georgia, which was going to be my halfway point. And, um, and I had my dog with me. And um, we were driving through the mountains of North Carolina as the sun was coming up. And it was just, like, unreal. Like, the views that I had of the, the sun shining on the mountains as the earth was waking up. It was absolutely incredible to be to be you know driving through the mountains in in North Carolina. Yeah, for sure. And I imagine coming from somewhere so flat all the time that just added to the epicness. Definitely, and and to that point, that area like North Carolina, Tennessee, um, beautiful rolling hills. They're not monster like huge towering monster uh, mountains, um, but they're just absolutely gorgeous rolling hills. It's an old mountain range um, when you talk about, you know, the, the age. Um, yeah. So it's more flat, but just absolutely stunning. And just to see the sun bounce off the, you know, the mountains is, I'm, I'm waking up, or the world's waking up. It's just so cool. Yeah. The Alpen glow, I think they call it, when the sun's bouncing yeah. off the mountains. Yeah. Definitely. Sure. Well, listen, Stevie, if we wanted to send listeners to hear more about you and and your travels, where can we send them? Yeah, um, so I actually have a podcast called Destinations Beyond Expectations, um, and we're on all the streaming sites. We have Facebook, Instagram. We have a Snapchat, too. Um, at, you can give me a follow at DBE Travel, and um, we're talking travel. We're bringing you to different destinations and telling you the stories uh, that make them more than just dots on a map. Yeah, for sure. And actually, just to, just to add a bit more on that, because I suppose 
you'd sound arrogant if you're <laughs> if you're about to say what I'm about to say, which is that the podcast is really good. I, I really recommend people check it out and give it a follow. I, I always check it out for the first time and when I was I was saying before this, I had this weird hesitancy about new things and kind of like, okay, here we go. And that goes with food and film and travel and, and I always end up loving it. Um and uh, and yeah, your podcast DB, uh, yeah, I really like it. The the production is great. Uh, and the destination rewind episodes you've done recently with Cameron, the chemistry is great and you just you you really work well together. So yeah, I really recommend listeners go and check that out and uh, and, and give them a follow too. Thanks, Chris. I appreciate those words. Hey, no worries. And I appreciate you coming on the podcast. Thank you very much for your time today. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. So as I said, just a really fun session to talk about. We went a little bit deeper than expected at the beginning, which was quite nice to chat about sort of the benefits of hiking and getting outdoors. But it was also great to hear from him, his outdoors background. And Florida really is, I think, an underestimated state because it does get shadowed by the justifiably amazing Disney World. Um... But yeah, it's worthwhile checking out and it's on my to-do list to do. If you want to join in with the community, you can follow on BTM Travel Pod on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Check out Destinations Beyond Expectations podcast and I will see you in the next episode.